Hey, it's your boy Ace, and this is Cross Culture. Now, I've been doing a little podcast, second episode, my boy TPC Japan, my cousin grew up with him. I'm going to let him talk a little bit about himself. Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, Ohio brozaimas to this part of the world. Um, it's your boy Tipsy Japan, back with another podcast with my cousin uh, Ace. This. Uh, it was uh, officially it's just Ace. Yeah, just Ace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can call me Tipsy Japan. You call it TPC Japan. That's the spelling of it. Um, yeah, so we're back with another uh, podcast. It's been a while um, since we were able to collaborate. It's the first time collaborating on this channel like this. So hit that subscribe button. Um, take out a pen, a pad, uh, you know, some paper to write it down. Because, uh, yeah, we're about to get into some issues. Yeah, so for those who don't know, we are actually talking about a book called A Beautiful Struggle by Tanahitsi Coates. And this book is serious. Um, Tipsy Japan, he's the one who recommended that we read it. Uh, it's talking about kind of uh, the, the black struggle in America. You know, it's taking place in, in Maryland and some of the stuff that that they're going into, it hits close to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to chime in there. Um, you know, it, it's we call it the struggle, you know, um, but, you know, being, uh, you know, black African-American growing up in America, uh, you're going to experience some part of this. It may not be the same exact experience, but, yeah, you will know something about the struggle, uh, especially if you reach you know, uh, your early 20s or, you know, late teens, you start to realize where you fit in the great American quilt. And yeah, it's um, it's important to really explore some of those things and talk about some of those things that you may have experienced, uh, you may be experiencing right now. And this podcast, the purpose of it is to kind of help you to process it, um, see your way through it. And yeah, just to celebrate what it what it means to go through that. Yeah, and black doesn't have to mean, you know, ugly or ignorant or, you know, it's just our skin tone. You no, know, going through what we go through, that's what shapes you. And so I'm going to jump right into uh, one of the main uh, themes in chapter two of a beautiful struggle and i feel like it was uh education throughout so you got we got a few educational questions in here you know maybe not mm. anything to quiz you but something to to kind of stir the pot a little bit i have the okay. the first right. question here on screen right now mm-hmm. yeah okay so First question has been posed. Um, when did you first realize college was possible? It's an it's it's an interesting question. Um, this is it could be the answer could be during college. Uh, <laughs> do you mean do you mean you know possible like possible to go to college or possible to succeed in college? So, oh, that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess those are two different questions, right? Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question. You know, maybe I can set the tone from there. Um, <laughs> when when I was, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade, you know, I had this great dream of going to MIT. Oh, I'm going to get into MIT and I'm going to get a scholarship and I'm, I'm going to just go to MIT. Right. Mm. So I knew for a fact that I needed a scholarship, you know, seventh grader, you know, uh, my parents don't make enough money to, t- to send me to college. So I have to make my own way there some, somehow. Mm-hmm. And little by little that dream kind of faded out i realized how hard it is to get into mit and that i didn't really want to be an engineer or go into computer engineering so i was Mm -hmm. like hmm what am i gonna do this is like high school now you know i'm like i've already done the uh the sats and now i'm Mm -hmm. thinking like man i'm just gonna i'm gonna work i'm gonna just just go to work and it wasn't until uh, I think like August 31st, it was like the deadline to to send in college um, paperwork. And I went to a mm-hmm. small Adventist college uh, by the name of Atlantic Union College. It's no longer really there. The building's still standing, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, it's no longer a school. And it wasn't until that point that I thought that college was possible because I thought, no, no, I have no money. You know, who's going to take me up to college? You know, how am I going to actually get there? Mm. All the logistics of it were kind of (laughs) just, but once I finally sent in that paperwork and, you know, I got the, the replies and everything like that, they're calling me, Hey, you know, first student, um, freshman, uh, student orientation was this week, but you know, you can still come. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to college. <laughs> wow, wow. So you you mean, you know, and, and and posing the question, you're talking more of when did you realize college was a possibility for you? For you. Yes. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Um no, and and you know, <laughs> we might have realized, you know, I'm a few years older than uh than than Ace over here, but we might have realized that college is a possibility around the same time because <laughs> I was already I was already in high school and I was a mess. I was a hot mess. Like, um, yeah, the, so I, I had a different experience, you know, early education experience, uh, private schools, parochial, parochial schools, um, private schools in the States means Christian school in 95 percent of the cases. Um, mm. And. You know, I went to, uh, you know, Catholic elementary school and then a private middle school and first year of high school. I was also private out in West Simsbury, you know, up, up there on the hills, in the hills of Connecticut. All right. Oh, yeah. People do wear Prescott's and it's a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember throwing, uh, throwing, what was it, acorns? It was like little acorns under people's cars. You know, in the in the parking lot, so you can hear it pop. You know, that was a thing. <laughs> that oh, was the gosh. out there. Uh, you know, in those those rolling hills. You know, but um. So that being said, you know, um, that was my experience up to high school, first year, and then second year of high school, came back to Hartford, West Hartford, now uh, to go to a Catholic high school, and that's where I graduated from. But. College was always 
the thing. Like you're supposed to go to college. Like it's, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a question. And I began to take it seriously, like actually aim for places and look things up online uh, after I started to study Japanese. Like up to that point, I was just, you know, kind of floating through space and doing what my parents said to do. You know, I was a bright kid in my first six years, so I didn't even have to study in order to get like straight A's. But then, yeah, high school, middle school hit and it's just like, oh. Well, okay. Uh, do I need to study? I'm just gonna play, you know, games with my cousins and chill out. And, uh, I didn't really have study habits because, you know, I didn't need them. So it's it's a study in evolution, I think. Um, you know, how do you survive up to that point? I didn't need to survive. I didn't need to study in order to survive, so I didn't study. And then once I needed to study to survive, I didn't have the skills in place to do that. So. Um, then I started to, to rebel, you know, and then those hormones start kicking in and you just kind of doing other things, uh, mm-hmm. than what you really need to do. You're not taking responsibility yet. So I didn't take responsibility of my learning until that Japanese, right? <laughs> like that's where it started. And that's when you started studying Japanese in middle school, oh. right? No, no. Um, actually I went to. I went to Anna E. Norris Elementary School in East Hartford and Blast. for my first four years. <laughs> Blast from the past. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of crazy because I did get picked on a lot in school. So mm. my mom was looking for a school to get me into. Mm. Um, and then... Picked up for what? I mean anything everything i mean i didn't have the best clothes or you know the best uh shoes or anything like that and this was before uniforms were in school so it's like oh yeah you know you know you judge oh you got holes in your pants you know what's going on Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. oh your name's denville you know it kind of sounds like dumbo so that's what we're gonna call you type things like come Mm -hmm. on man come on but Mm -hmm. going forward it was um mom's endeavor to try to get me out of school and or get me out of that school and she got me into east hartford east hartford glastonbury magnet school magnet you know that's the first time i heard of magnet schools when it was yeah Mm. heavy on um technology and in elementary school that's where i learned I'm sorry, if you could Go just ahead. talk to that magnet school to define that for our audience, because <laughs> I still don't know what a magnet school is, but I've been hearing things about like gifted for the gifted, you know. Oh, yeah. Recently, I, and, it's it's different because magnet schools, they they it's not really for the gifted, because even looking back at it, I was in kind of a remedial math class within the magnet school. And it's kind of like they had two grades. And what they did is they kind of merged them together and then split them apart for this, these math lessons. Mm. Um, And it wasn't, it it didn't make me feel dumb. You know, it didn't make me feel stupid or anything. It was just like more hands-on learning. So mm-hmm. it was like when we're doing fractions and, you know, we had something to like split into these pieces so that we can tangibly have that right. in our hands, you know, mm-hmm. that tactile reinforcement. Um, but I would say the big thing on magnet schools is uh, heavy emphasis in technology. Mm-hmm. And 
now when we look at things like um snapchat going public you know mm-hmm. this was just an app somebody sat down and created this app thought it would be fun went public with it and now it's on a stock market exchange so mm-hmm. we have to think looking back now how many people actually got their start in magnet schools or schools that were heavy in um technology or just had a bigger budget than others for technology mm-hmm. you know all of the computers in that school were macintosh you know something unheard of in a public school you know so yeah from very early age you know i was learning to do powerpoints in fourth grade you know i was mm-hmm. um being tasked with writing rudimentary code you know within powerpoint like click this button and it takes you to this page you know how are you going to work that out and it's very big now you know to our children are learning now and my daughter she mm-hmm. knows how to work her tablet she knows mm-hmm. oh i go to this for my zoom class and i put in the password here and i'm just like oh no it's why do you know that already <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but um but you know yeah, that that uh, made you comfortable with technology you know? yeah definitely definitely made me comfortable with um technology and then also got introduced to the Japanese culture, mm. uh, fourth grade through sixth grade. And mm. I'm talking everything from hiragana, katakana to shrimp chips, you know, and we sang in mm. Japanese and we we greeted each other in Japanese. And it's like, it was different. Mm. Definitely. But I mean, but that's where technology is advancing. Like everyone knows Japan has giant robots, you know, oh, <laughs> I mean, from yeah. the 80s. <laughs> you know, 80s, 90s, like you grow up with like this image that Japan is technologically advanced. And, you know, some of their software and applications of it, the robotics really is, you know, um, their application of the Internet is kind of far behind. So they they didn't, oh, yeah. you know, jump get ahead of everyone else in terms of like smartphones. But, yeah, Japan is definitely, you know, one of those centers when it comes to uh, technology. And for you to, you know, when you answered that question, you said that. You were thinking uh, MIT at that, you know, seventh, seventh grade, eighth grade uh, age range there. I can understand that. I mean, that's where everyone's pointing you in that direction. And yeah. it was like, why not? For me, it was more so why not? Because I was just starting to study Japanese and it was it was coming to me. And I was just like, OK, you know, I I, I can eat ramen and I can write a little hiragana and katakana and I'm learning a little kanji. Why can't I go, go straight I was thinking go straight to Japan because I can write the alphabet. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. The first colleges I looked up was on a list online. It just their names came up in English. I was just picking, going through. It's like Temple University. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Temple was on the list, but there were so many schools, like Japanese schools, not American schools in Japan. Japanese mm. schools. I thought I was just gonna step in there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I was mistaken. <laughs> I was mistaken, but um yeah, I mean, my parents saw that I was going somewhere with Japanese and I was taking some kind of responsibility there. And so in my 11th year, I think I'm going to say 11th year, um at the, well, maybe no, no, during no, during my 12th year, uh we, you know, had the talk and it's just like, all right, 
you know, make, going straight to Japanese school is impossible. But how about an American school that has a program in Japan? Hmm. And I was like, all right, well, fine. You know, and I, I ended up picking from a short list of schools that were possible for me. You know, my GPA was was trash. My GPA <laughs> was trash um, in high school. My Japanese was great, but my high school didn't even offer Japanese. I was just I was hmm. so focused on Japanese that they sent me to a middle school called St. Tim's down the street. Just, just to get a little a little background into mm. your situation, like I know, but mm. not everybody here knows. How yeah. many languages did mm. you study between mm. kindergarten and high school? Yeah, see, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I guess I took it for granted, you know, but my father is from this island called Dominica. And in Dominica, they speak a language called Patois, which is broken French for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I was hearing him speak broken French and just kind of flaunting it, you know, brandishing the fact that he could speak it, you know, in front of me, uh, talking to either, you know, like my stepmother or talking to his family. They just switch. And if you can't keep up, that's too bad. But I was hearing that, you know, I was hearing that this, this French going on. And then, so I get into elementary school and um, French was an option from fifth grade. So I studied French from fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh grade, eighth grade, maybe eighth grade too. Um, and yeah, for four years, four years of French. And then um, also they had Latin from seventh grade. So <laughs> study some Latin, seventh and eighth, like, okay. Um, you know, and when you study a foreign language at that time, it was common methodology to uh, allow you or encourage you to use a foreign name. So my French name was Claude, you know, because John Claude, Claude. Van Damme, and he was, you know, he was a fighter at the time. That was, you know, all right. <laughs> I don't have a name. It should be like Jean Claude, you know. Oh, gosh. Um, then when I studied Latin, a few people know this, but my Latin name was Fabricius. Fabric Fabricius, okay. you know, because I'm of the just running this because <laughs> of the fabric, right? Like I, I could see the oh, word no. in there, Fabricius. Yeah. And then, um, and when I got to high school, the first two years of high school, I studied uh, Spanish, and okay. my Spanish name was San not Santiago, Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Santiago? Yeah. Okay. You know, and um, I, I can't remember why I picked that name. Santiago is like James, though. <laughs> it's oh, that's why because that was my oh, name. Was James. Okay, under. yeah, that's yeah. there. You go. That makes too yeah. much sense now. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So yeah, like all of those languages happened before studying Japanese, and I guess you know the French and the Spanish and the Latin, like they all just kind of blended together mm. uh, at, at some point. It's just like you know what I want to study something different, and just like have it be mine, you know, where, you know, I had studied the Spanish for, for two years and it was actually during my, my 10th, 10th year uh, of school that I just kind of stepped away from it. I think I turned like mm -hmm. 16 and it was, it was a picture of me actually uh, in class and I had like this huge sombrero on and I was just like, you know, off to the side, just chilling like that. Right. Had it on oh, me. And, um, <laughs> At that time, I was starting to study Japanese all by myself and okay. picking things up online, using the internet for the first time to actually study something, 
Um, and it was, yeah, that, that's when I started to think it was possible. All right, I'm, I'm just going to go study abroad because I can write a little something, you know. Okay. All right. So, so we talked about hmm. school, right? Hmm. But what about this thing right here? Mm. <laughs> so Tanihisi Coates, mm. he he goes into to massive detail about not only um, Big Bill, you know, his older brother, uh, mm. getting to go away to college, and it was kind of a, a program in the summer so that kids of color or those mm. who might not have seen themselves in college can actually mm. get like that exposure and be comfortable at college already. Mm-hmm. He also goes into some of the things that um, they did, you know, like after school or between the times that they had school things mm-hmm. like uh, stealing milk cartons or not milk cartons, um, milk crates and yeah. making basketball hoops with them, you know? So he also goes into the the kind of like the unwritten you know the un- intangible lessons that you learn you know you're not going to get this in a book type mm-hmm. stuff so i just wanted to speak to that for a minute like what, what what kind of stuff did you learn on the streets you know like or um we can call it also after school life you know mm-hmm. you can also um, call yeah. it after school life uh he, he referred to it as the knowledge mm. you know and it, yeah, it's that unspoken rule, like how to dap and you know do it right. Um, for me, I, I think it was I was sheltered quite a bit, you know, from really becoming a member, like a a, a solid member of a group uh, of people outside my family. You know, um, mm. I think coming from a large family. I mean, my, my grandmother had, you know, 11 kids on my mom's side. And like I said last time, 16 on my dad's side. Like that's, yeah, it's a big family. So it's like you feel like you're already a member of a tribe and you don't necessarily need to like get really close with, with uh, outsiders, you know? Mm. So for me, that's that's what I what I had. You know, I had my closest cousins, you know, one one year younger you know, a couple cousins, a couple years older. Um, and because I switched schools so much, I never really got close with people there. Um, just maybe, you know, a, a few friends, one, two. But, you know, because it's a private school, everyone's so far away from each other. Nobody's watching your back. Nobody's getting on the same bus as you. You're going in completely different directions. So, um, you know, I kind of felt that when I, when I went to the the private school out in West Simsbury, there's one other black person there. You know, oh, and no. yeah, one. You know, and at first I was the only one, and it just so happened that you know someone who went to the same uh, elementary school as me, uh, Saint Augustine. Uh, you know, he he came to the master school out there in West Simsbury, and now there were two. You know, oh, and. It's like, do you get along with this person really close or, you know, are you, you know, people are looking at y'all like, okay, you know, are you just buddies or are you enemies? Or are y'all going to fight or? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It, it just didn't, it didn't, um, it's not a really great environment to be really close to folks. Um, 
or or to figure out the whole like race thing like because you know we're doing like proxy wars we're seeing what adults do and then playing it out on this on the playground in some premature immature you know uh oh, yeah. levels so yeah um didn't get really close close with my buddy from elementary school and then he moved away again you know um when i got to the high school there out there there were a few more black people just a few and everyone comes from different backgrounds it's not like okay you know we're gonna meet up after this and we're gonna play video games at the house or something like that or you know we have a birthday party y'all invited i mean it's like they're, they're too far away and they all on their own different frequencies it mm. you know that being said when i got to high school when i got to the high school i, I switched in my um 10th grade and 10th grade i ended up going to west hartford and i could feel for the first time that there are groups of you know like black people there are groups of black people and they went to school together all the way from elementary school you know mm. wow okay and like they they have like a history together um and some actually some remembered me from elementary school i don't know how we met i don't know you know Maybe we just happen to be in the same class or same year, different different Catholic school. But oh yeah, I remember you from da 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 da. Okay, I remember you. I've, I've been out there in the mountains, man. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I guess what I learned about uh, the tribal thing in in you know primary and secondary school is that you know blood is thicker than water. Uh, when I when I got to uh, to Lincoln and university, it's just like, OK, like I have a little bit of skills. I have a little bit of experience, background and everybody's starting from zero. So I can kind of get close with a few folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first it was I was really close with people by proximity. Yeah, we had a, a special like building because it's called Alumni House and at Alumni. uh I mean, we were just like special. We were in the cut. Security didn't mess with us. Yeah, parties. Oh, God. You know, oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had our own like RA. She was cool. Like we had our own little world. And even if we were all studying different things, like this is our proximity. This is home. You come back to squat, you know, and that was it was mm. beautiful. My freshman year. And then I went away. I went, <laughs> I went away to Japan because like that's what I wanted to do from high school, you know. Um, and when I came back, you know, they accepted me back into squad, you know, just like because we were together that first first year. But I had grown on my own out in this world. And I had to find my tribe of people that were studying the same type of things and interested in the same type of things as I was, because that was the new um, kind of, you know, a uh, group. You know, you, you start to specialize. Uh, it's not just a proximity war anymore. And yeah, we kind of had our own code, you know, in Japanese club. And and like it was an unspoken rule there that, you know, we're going all in on this Japanese. You know, uh it, it could be the food, you know, uh everybody, you know, we would just jump in in the Honda and go down and have have sushi or, or ramen or, or you couldn't get ramen at the time, so it was uh, full, that Vietnamese food. Oh, man, oh, okay. I could, I could, 
I could talk about that tribe right there because they 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 lifted me up when I was in a dark time, you know, when I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of these different tribes. But they uh, they said, yeah, you should be the leader. Oh, yeah. Boom. You know, like you, the, you, the godfather of this thing. You went to Japan and came back like they, they oh, respected dang. me so much that I learned how to even respect myself and how to um, to be a positive influence for them. And, you know, I really appreciate that. We just got that clout like um, you have the most experience of us. So you're the leader now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I mean, that's well, that's first rule. I don't crazy to, to think about. Because <laughs> that's bad. That's mm. bad. I mean, I mean, you've done that to me before, but <laughs> well, it's, it's from that. It's it's, it's crazy that. to think of the things that um, mm. Mm. those intangible things, you know, like mm. just just the fact. That if we just take Japanese, we just take Japanese, right? You have certain words that non-native mm. speakers say and you just don't ah you're not a non-native or that you're non-native you know like mm. if you're if you're saying oh watashi wa before everything it's like okay <laughs> yeah all right yeah. And um 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 instead of ano nandaka then you already know like <laughs> you already know but mm. i mean it's it's kind of those those intricacies in in society and and these little things that we pick up and mm. just like, okay, well, you know, when, when I dap somebody up, you know, pull them in close, bring it back out, hit them with the dap like that. Boom. Mm. Here, mm. here where I am, it's little Mexico. Everybody goes like this. I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, and that's it. Yeah, that's everybody's dap here. I'm just like, wow. Yo, I don't know. One of our other cousins, um, he hates it. You know, mm. one of the ones that lives in uh, San Diego, he yeah. hates it. And every time this I see him, thing? I make sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Devious with it too. I gotta yeah. make sure. <laughs> yeah, some some people some people are like this, and they go the open hand. I'm just like, where did mm. that come from? Okay, well. Yeah. Wait, you answer you answer his dap with an open hand? Yeah, so so like you you mm. hit the hands, right? And then yeah. one person comes with the the fist and then yeah. I'm just like like eh. wow, wow, wow. Unspoken, but, right? Unspoken. Yeah, Nobody's going to teach you how to do it. Unspoken rules. Yep, exactly. I mean, I had mm. to learn that um when I was working in the fields. Yeah, yeah, I I did do that. That's the mean streets. It was not Oh. The mean, the mean, mean streets, man. I have yeah. so much respect for those people who work in the fields now, man. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, psst, I need a job. So let me just go do this thing. So first day, dead serious. I closed my eyes and I could still see mm-hmm. green. I was just like, this is, this is not real. <laughs> it wow. was an experience to say the very least. Mm. So, I mean, we've talked about our parents. I mean, are you, are you good to go a little longer? We try to keep this to a half an hour, but I mean, there's 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 some more stuff we can get into. Are you good? Uh, I got 15 minutes. 15? All right, all right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll try to I'll try to keep it to 
10 hopefully <laughs> okay yeah yeah no i mean you know because it's when it finally gets out there it's probably i don't know i mean it's but, out there right now we we have one viewer right now <laughs> there we go okay yeah so you know share we're the engaging. Link. share the link I'll, I'll bring some more in share the link um i'm not gonna be able to share it right now i'll share it to you okay. after after we stop that way we can okay. circle it back around um anybody who's actually wanting to watch the first podcast i'm pretty sure i hit the link in the bottom um also got tipsy japan's uh youtube channel link down there too okay okay cool. so it. we got uh my boy water pulse laser you know um yeah, speaking of people that you've known section. forever yeah i've i've known this guy since kindergarten man um we go way wow. way 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 back uh, and he's hold on, hold the viewer on. right that, now, so shout outs to him. Yeah, that that's that's my him. friend that's Water Pulse Laser. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. See, right. he already knows. I, I'm not gonna shout his government out on that's the knowledge. Online, no, that's, the knowledge. Yeah. that's the knowledge. <laughs> that's the knowledge. <laughs> for real, for real. Wow. All right, so um, one of the things that that Tanahisi uh goes into is when his father comes get comes and gets him when he's watching tv and it's he's just like hey tanahisi cut the tv off let's go mm -hmm. and tanahisi replies can i have another hour and this is what his father does mm -hmm. the look of not playing i just want to speak to that for for just a little bit just mm -hmm. You you never really know what that is until you have kids and then you mm. you develop that look and it's just like like that's it. Mm. But speaking even more so to that, I wanted to jump on this subject right here. Those random errand times with parents. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes they just like, hey, get your jacket on. We're going right now. And it's like, where are we going? You'll know when we get there. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> huh, huh, no, huh. my my pops is king of this, like for real. He he was just like any and everything. Take me to the hardware store, take me to go get food, take me to the mm -hmm. mall, and we have like a cinnamon pretzel afterwards. Pops is really complex, doesn't talk that much because he's West Indian to the core. He's he's opened up a lot more since um mm -hmm. having grandchildren, but it's just kind of crazy. You know, like scoop. Let's go. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is it important for him to talk? Because some people would say, like one of um, one of the uh, YouTubers I listened to, uh, Elliot Elliot Hulse, he would say that it was really important in his relationship with his father for his father to just breathe his breathing. And I was like, okay, breathing? Like, listen to my dad breathe? Seriously? Um, but like when he was in um, trouble, stalker type stuff. <laughs> when he was in trouble, you know, parents would send him to the like the basement or something like that, and you know his pops would come down there, and that's where the pops like had his his workout gear, hmm. and you know pops was just pumping, psh, 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 you know, and Elliot Host grows up to be a professional bodybuilder, you know, uh, oh, strong man, so. <laughs> Just hearing at night, you know, when his pops comes down there and, you know, all he hears is his father breathing. That is something, you know, mm. I remember now, you know, saying that 
when my father would um he would just breathe too you know like he you know like before <laughs> well, going I mean, I to hope bed so <laughs> before no 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 hold on so i don't even let you clown this before going to bed we would get down there like on our knees and pray by the bedside mm. all right yeah that was just what we what you do and then his family 16 brothers and sisters that's what they did growing up and if you didn't then you was getting a whooping and then you're going to do it anyway so but breathing like you you could hear this guy breathing like his nostrils is like as he's praying and then you wait for your turn you know um while you're praying you hear his you know that's it and you go to church and this guy's he sings the hymns and everything but when you know they're doing a sermon and you're sitting down catholic church and this guy's eyes roll back and you hear him breathing and that's just you're just in obedience at that point. You're doing the task. You know, you're not expecting, I don't know if you're expecting like some kind of huge ba- breakthrough, like some of these, you know, churches up on their feet and they're, you know, doing their dance or whatever. No, you are breathing and you're doing what God says to do. Like that's it. And hmm. um, for a young man, just being in your father's presence and hearing his breath. Maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough. Mm. I don't know. I don't have these kids yet, but I am 36 years old, and I remember 30 years ago <laughs> my father breathing. Breathe. So maybe it meant something. I mean, uh, to speak to that, and I, I was hoping that you would get to to a point where I could say this. Um, I don't know how you say it in Hebrew. I've long forgotten it, but it's a saying that says, may your face be covered in the dust of your rabbi. It's like, what does that mean? Your face be covered may your in the face dust. be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And that's mm-hmm. that's speaking to the, the fact that you should be, first off, behind your rabbi. Behind him. Because he's your leader. You know, you are the student. He is mm-hmm. the teacher. But you should be working so hard mm-hmm. that... His dust clings to your face. Mm. You should be working so closely to him that his dust clings to your face. And that's just Mm. like, it's, it's so serious because going back, like I live in an apartment, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not to the house stage yet. You know, hopefully I get there before I die, Mm. but my father, he knows a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, and I and I never kind of held on to it. I took it for granted so much growing mm-hmm. up. And he, this is a man who, um, my aunt told me that one day he had to work when he was still living with her, way before I was mm-hmm. born. Had to do some work to the car. Took out the whole engine block, fixed the engine block, put the engine block back in. Took a shower, went to work in that car that he just repaired. And I'm just like, what? The same <laughs> so, day. I mean, plumbing, um, automotive. Yeah, like the same day. It's like, oh, yeah, this is nothing. Plumbing, automotive, cooking. My dad throws down in the kitchen. When he came here, he just came here to visit. And he went off. And nobody had to ask him to go off. And I was just like, yes. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so it's, it's like uh-huh. I did pick up some things from him. 
and I'm still mm. learning some things from him. But don't take for granted those those moments that you have with your parents. Mm. You know, just just kind of soak that in. You know, even if it's just mm. their breathing or if it's just a trip to the hardware store, try to take in everything that you can. Because, no. you know, this may not be formal education, but mm. it is still education. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not I'm even going to let you go and get away with that one because, um, <laughs> you know, this is TPC Japan. I got to bring some of that Japanese knowledge with me. Oh, um, go ahead. Hit it. Aka o sinjite nomu. Okay. Tsume no aka. Like if you got I, I have no dirt in my, my nails at this time because I'm keeping them very clean. But <laughs> you should have dirt in your nails. And that that okay. person that you respect, all right, like that dirt that's built up in their fingernails, you want to take that, you know, put it in some tea and drink, drink it. it. I heard yeah, no more. Aka, I was like, oh yeah. Tsume no aka o senjite no mu. That's the Japanese problem. Uh, uh, uh. All right. That's a little scary, <laughs> but I mean, what is the dust? We got the dust all over your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, I mean, it's it's, 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 same it's the same connotation. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. And we we have to revel in these things, you know, relish the mm-hmm. moment that you have, that you can learn, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's something that a lot of people take for granted. It's like we have the ability to learn. Yeah, you know, you can change and and mm-hmm. say, okay, you know what? Next time I'm gonna do it like this, or next time mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it like that, because last time it didn't work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a powerful point there. All right, so I think I think we're gonna end it there for tonight. Um, mm-hmm. We are a little bit over time, and I know that you got to get running. I got to get to bed. You know, yeah. we're we're doing this through time and space. You know, uh, it's tomorrow for him, and it's today for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're able to do it. I'm definitely so happy that we're reading this book um, again. That's a Beautiful Struggle by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have it linked down in the description below. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I did link it. I tried to link it. So um, at the very least, you're going to be able to see A Beautiful Struggle. And hopefully you can just look it up that way. Um, it's on Scribe. That's how we're watching it um, or listening to it, I should say. We're listening audio. to it on Scribe uh, as an audiobook, And we're coming back to discuss it. So if you guys want to look at the original podcast. I think that that's linked below. It is on Facebook. Uh, this is the second in the series. And mm-hmm. maybe you guys want to join us for number three, you know, read up a little bit, have some comments. And that way we can engage with you. You yeah, got anything uh, before we roll out? Uh, no, he wrapped it up very well. You know, uh, <laughs> TPC Japan, you know, telling you the des what it is. That's the first Japanese word you need to learn, des, because that's what it is. <laughs> Um, no, this is, this is beautiful. Um, you know, there's, um, I'm waiting for next time. I'll, I'll save it for next time. (laughs) There's a lot of things that need to be discussed and we will be back very soon. If not, no, next week, same time, the same place. All right. Same time. Let's hit it. Same place. All right. Let's go. Let's hit it. All right. Um, until next time, stay prayed up and be blessed. Namaste.